Welcome back to all our listeners. And I hope you enjoyed the last devotional that we did the last time and that it blesses your heart. And before we do our next devotional for today, let us go to prayer. Our Heavenly Father in Heaven, thank you for another wonderful day you have given us. Lord, I pray that you give me the words to say to the people that are listening right now. I pray blessing for each and every one of them and may they open their ears and their heart as they listen to your words. Give me, Lord, the words to tell them how much, how much you love them and how much they needed to come to you, that you are their strength Whatever their day is going on, whether they're having a good day, a bad day, a joyful day, or a sad day, I pray, Lord, that you be with them today and that they'll remember to praise and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, for our devotional reading for today, we are going to finish the book of chapter 1 of the book of chapter. So, if you have your Bibles with you, I ask that if you can, please open in John chapter 1, verses 35 until 51. And if you don't have a Bible, don't worry about it. I will read the words to you and you could always just double check it later on. Make sure that what I am telling you is accurate and true. Um, this, this last part of chapter one talks about the first disciples and like as always i'm reading in the new living translation now let's start reading in verse 35 the following day john okay let's start reading in verse 35 the following day john was again standing with two of his disciples as jesus walked by John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to his brother, Simon, and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethesda, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the person Moses, and the prophets wrote about his name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Jesus, Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. 
As they approached, Jesus said, Now, here is a genuine sign of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth, you will see all heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of God, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Okay, so this is really interesting. Let's see what we could learn from Jesus' first disciples, how he was able to gather his disciples first. So like we said, you know, uh, the following day, we started talking about that John was standing with two of his disciples. And then and then Jesus walked by. And then John just shouted and declared like he did like in our last devotional. And he said, there is the Lamb of God. And then when what happened? The two disciples heard this and they followed Jesus. The first point that we learned from here is that, that this... Two disciples showed a great faith because the only thing that John said and he declared like he did in the last devotional is he shouted and he said, he declared, look, he pointed to Jesus, there is the Lamb of God. And if you were the person, think about this, if you were that person and you heard John scream, there's the Lamb of God, are you going to have that great faith? and follow him and be one of his disciples that shows a great amount of faith no questions nothing okay i will follow him because i believed in my heart that what john is saying is true that this man is who he said he is that he is the lamb of god and he's the son of god so what was jesus replied when he saw this guys talking about we don't know who they are because john didn't tell us they're just like the two disciples just two people who have a great faith like a background character but a really good follower of jesus one of the disciples who knows one of these disciples might even be the writer of hebrews right so back to jesus what was his reaction what did he said to these disciples he says what do you want and they replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? They want to know, where are you staying, you know? And as far as I know, so they went there and spent time. And I guess like, okay, come on over here. This is where we're at right now. Because as far as we know, back then, the disciples don't have a permanent address. You literally have to go and follow Jesus. You're not a fan that just follow him everywhere. You are with him the whole time. You move from one place to the next place. You know, like some missionary do they go from to go to different places, but of course you have a permanent address. But at that time they don't because they have to go where they feel like Jesus is leading them to go. And that's why it says it takes a lot of faith because that means being a disciple and being a follower of Christ means you have to sacrifice and you have to leave something behind because 
you want to be a disciple and you want to follow Christ. And spending time with Him, you know, walking with them, talking to them, it made them realize, I feel like it made them realize that He is really who He is, that He is the Messiah. That's why they followed Him. What is the second important thing that we have learned from this? The second one is relationship. Because in verse 40, Andrew, which is Simon's Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said. I guess he's probably one of the two disciples, right? So Andrew went to find his brother Simon. And then we know that when Jesus looked at Simon, son of John, he says, I'm changing your name. Your name's not going to be Simon. It's going to be called Cephas, which means Peter. So what happens next? The next day, Jesus went to Galilee and he found Philip. Philip and he said, come follow me. And Philip was actually from Bethsaida. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly which is the same hometown as Andrew and Peter. So what happened? So, okay, Philip went there and followed Jesus, just like the rest of the disciples. And then in verse 45, Philip went to look for Nathaniel. So Nathaniel, just like any other, Nathaniel, like any other person right now, of course, he have some questions so he's like he's not like the other first two disciples that says oh okay we'll go leave everything behind and we will follow jesus wherever he goes no nathaniel have a few questions but before that let's go back to the point that i'm talking about which is the second point which which means relationship relationship is important they didn't some of them didn't just like uh, go right away and follow Jesus. Some of them, like I talk about, you know, Andrew looked and found his brother, Peter. And Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, which as we know is Peter. And it all revolves about relationship. If I'm going to follow you, Jesus, I want to take this person with me. So that also relates to us. If we love our family, if we love our friends, let us share Jesus to them. I am not saying you're going to be a missionary. I am not saying you're going to go everywhere to the most dangerous parts of the world, which some people does. What I'm saying is just, if they don't know who Christ is, talk to them about Christ. Think about this. If nobody told you about Christ, are you going to be who you are right now if you're a Christian? Isn't that an important part of your life? If you don't have good godly friends that you can rely on when you need it. You need that. We need that relationship. We need that connection with each other. And the third one goes through the conversation that I was talking about earlier with Nathaniel and Jesus. So Nathaniel asked some really good question. So when Philip went to look for him, like I said, 
So Philip was so excited. He was like, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about, which is all the way in Old Testament, which we know. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. And Nathaniel's initial reaction is not, oh, really? I'm excited. Come on, let's go. I want to meet him. No, his initial reaction was Nazareth. Can anything good come from Nazareth? It is just so sad to think that a lot of people always look down on someone. And this is the case. And that's why Nathaniel was surprised. He was like, Nazareth? What good can come out of Nazareth? It is not just rich people, well, most of the time, but some of them. It's not just rich people who would look down on normal people. Sometimes we could go look down at a certain kind of people. And also what I have learned based on my research is that Nazareth is an outpost Roman place. It's probably like a small town at that time. It is like a small town which is at the edge of the board at the edge of the border. There is actually a Roman writing in the first century, if I've got that right and if I remember that correctly, that soldiers actually can't wait to get out of that place. Which some soldiers might be able to relate if they're like placed somewhere and they didn't like the stay that they're at and they just can't wait to get out of that place and that is Nazareth at that time I don't know about now however what is the importance of Nazareth which we will be talking about that in our other episodes but I could say something that Nazareth is a very important and as you know important place for Jesus it is just that it surprises so many people because they didn't expect it to go down like this. There's a lot of things that Jesus did, even from the time that he was born, that that surprises people, which makes them question, is it really him? Isn't a king supposed to be born in a mansion and not in a manger, which we will dig more and talk more in our episode for next month. However, and as we know, Nazareth is a place where Jesus was raised and also where he learned his carpentry and where he did his mission. And so what happened next? What was Philip reply after everything that Nathaniel asked him? So Philip just says, come and see for yourself. I wonder where he got that from. I wonder where he heard it from. So, okay, now what happens? So Nathaniel's about getting ready to see Jesus face to face. And then as they approach Jesus, Jesus said, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. That is what he called Nathaniel. So Nathaniel was like, how do you know about me? And Jesus answered him and said, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip even found you. We don't know exactly what it meant because they didn't go in detail with it, but it is only something that Nathaniel and Jesus knows. Something that who knows how long it's have been. It could be a few minutes, it could be a few hours just before Philip found 
Nathaniel, or it could be years ago. It could be during his childhood. Nobody knows the time of day. He didn't say, how did you know I was underneath there? He didn't question that. Instead, Nathaniel was amazed with what Jesus said. And what did Nathaniel said from his reply before about his unbelief, his being unsure? What did he say? He said, because of that simple words that Jesus said, he said, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. And what was Jesus' reply? He's like, do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will see all heaven and open the angels of God is going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Isn't that amazing? Just like, I just told you I saw you under the fig tree. Wait till you follow me. And it will be the greatest adventure of your life. That's just me paraphrasing, but that's basically what he says. Because you will be so amazed what you're going to see. And I think that's just amazing because he said, you will see greater than these things. You, it will be better than you being under the fig tree. I tell you the truth, which I also found out that's interesting. That back then when they say the truth, it's almost like saying amen. So like I guess when they were done in the temple or synagogue or something and they say the truth that means the, what they're trying to say is amen so we fully made sure that we were, we're talking about is the truth and that's like what amen means don't you think that's interesting so jesus basically said amen and this is the truth i tell you the truth if you think it's amazing that i found you under the fig tree you will be more amazed when I tell you the truth and the heaven open up and the angels of God is going up and down on the Son of Man. The one who is the stairway between heaven and the earth, which we are talking about, Jesus. Here is my question. I will give you a minute and I will pause after I ask this question. How, how, what are the names that you, in our devotional reading, what are the different names that Jesus that they call Jesus in our devotional reading? Okay, so did you count it? I also want to ask, I forgot to say, can you count how many different names that Jesus called in this devotional and what are they? I'll give you a minute. Okay, so we're able to count. I would say that there are how many and what are they again it based on what I've read he was called six he was called the Lamb of God Messiah Rabbi which means teacher the son of Joseph from Nazareth the king of Israel, and lastly, the son of God.
the son of man, the son of God. So Jesus is a hundred percent God, which Jeanette also mentioned before in her past episode. He's a hundred percent God and he's a hundred percent man. So sorry, I meant I guess there's seven different things that Jesus called on just in this devotional. And let me ask you something. What most of these men do, they are fishermen. So basically at that time, basically nobody, they're just fishermen. And sadly, people would look down on them. But it is just interesting because one of the things that Jesus likes to do is he likes to take nobodies and turn them to somebody's. And there's a song with that too, you know. And why, why, why did he, why did he chose them? Why did he chose somebody that are nobodies at that time? Doesn't have that much significance. Why? Well, I will tell you why. If you could turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians 1, verses 26 to 29. Again, 1 Corinthians 1, 26, verses 26 to 29. Starting in verse 26 of New Living Translation. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. He said, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. Isn't that amazing? That is why he chose who he chose. I like how it says there in verse 27, it said, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they're wise. And, it, and in verse 29, the result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. So whatever you think of yourself, of your importance, if you think you're nobody, you are wrong. You are somebody. Because if you are nobody, Jesus is not going to die on the cross for you. That's how much he loves you. And you are important. And know that God loves you so much. And only through him, he makes you somebody. You are somebody that God loves. You are somebody that he has to suffer all that pain. You are somebody that why Jesus died in the cross because he loves you. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you have a blessed day and now let us end our conversation or our devotional is end our devotional and let's go to Jesus in a prayer. Our Heavenly Father in heaven, thank you for these wonderful words that you have given us. And I pray that you will bless our listeners and that it touches their heart. I pray that they will know how important they are to you, dear Lord. May they know that they are just not nobody, that they are somebody and that you love them. And that may they come to you daily. 
Thank you, Lord, and I pray blessings for us and all of our listeners. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And like we always say, we would love to hear from you, so send us any comments or questions in any of our social media links. And if you listen to Spotify, that you could also leave us a voice message there because me and Ed would love to hear from you. Also, let us know if you have any prayer requests that we can pray for you and me and Annette are going to pray for you privately as well. Thank you again for all your support and we wish you all the best. Until next time, have a blessed day. And always remember, come to Jesus daily and now let us reflect on what I've just read to you and worship Jesus through our song, which is from Spotify. Stay blessed. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. At the end of the line, will all the other not quite? Will all the never get it right? But it Turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time Cause I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who's saving my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to see I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose So when I hear that devil start talking to me Saying, who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who's saving my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to see I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus So let it go down, down, down In history As another blood Faithful member of the family And if they all forget my name Well, that's fine with me I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus so let me go down, down, down in history As another blood faithful member of the family And if they all forget my name, well that's fine with me I'm for the world to see nobody but Jesus I'm just a nobody Oh, Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song.
Nobody but Jesus.